I am uh, sitting here about to have a very exciting conversation. Two Coleman's, two mustaches. This is how podcasts should be. <laughs> uh, I'm here with Coleman Stewart. You just had, um, from, from the outside looking in, you had a pretty sensational meet this past match. Um, to, to, let, let's start there. Take me through that that last match. How did it feel for you? What were you thinking? How, how would you assess your races? It was a lot of fun. I mean, the whole season so far has been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I mean, the 200 back, I think, you know, I did swim it and I, I was in there for a long time. You know, I got to say there was a bit of strategy involved with that. It wasn't, um, you know, just an awful race. But yeah, um, 200 back, you know, got that out of the way. And then was it next? 50 back was next. Um, yeah, I was able to get my hand on the wall first. That was really, really cool. Um, I kind of wasn't really expecting any wins this first season individually, but uh, yeah, that was really cool, especially going up against those big guys. Um, you know, London has some uh, really good backstroke group, uh, Irie for Tokyo and Justin. Um, and then the medley relay was pretty solid. Um, and then the next day, the 100 back, I was able to just I, I knew Erie was going to come back so strong the last 25 and I just went for it the first 75 and was just hoping I could hold on. Obviously I didn't, but, uh, but yeah, he's a, he, yeah, I mean, his last 25 is just stellar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, you won the 50 back, you beat the London guys, Christian Diener, uh, Kierme Guido, which, you know, like you said, they're, they've got some speed and and that was super fun to watch. Um, let's, I, I know the first, after the first match of the first week, you know, you tweeted some lessons that you had learned, uh, <laughs> through that first match. Talk about that learning curve of being in the ISL, being in the bubble and how you've kind of progressed these few weeks or just, you know, you personally, what you've taken away from these past few weeks so far. Yeah, you know, I was actually just talking to our to Wade, one of our massage therapists who's here, and um, it's been, you know, I thought college swimming would kind of prepare me pretty well for this, but it is just totally different. Um, the speed of the meets, it just goes by so quickly. Um, you know, you're not really able to spend much time in the team box if you're swimming, you know, even two events per session. So it just goes by so quickly, but yeah, it's so much fun. Um, I was thinking like four years ago, you're getting recruited out of high school. Like I never would have thought I would be, you know, a professional swimmer in a professional swimming league. And now I'm not only here, I'm on one of the better teams. And, you know, four years ago, I would have paid to have gotten this experience to be able to swim with all of these Olympians. I mean, I, there's too many to count, but you know, like it's, it's just a really cool experience. I've been learning a lot and, um, yeah, I just feel really lucky to be on a team, especially the Condors. Yeah, to, uh, I want to take me through that first statement about, um, you know, even if you have two races, you can't really spend a lot of time in the team box and um, maybe even compared to a college dual mate. You know, obviously, 
you're, you're racing at a high level at a college dual meet, but you know, you might not do as much outside of the actual race at a dual meet that I'm guessing you're doing at the ISL, especially because, you know, one, you're racing another college team and one, you are racing, like you said, an uncountable number of Olympians and like, you know, top level swimmers in the world. Um, you know, what are you doing to prepare for each race and, and to, you know, (laughs) cool down after each race? Yeah. I mean, it, it, like I said, it was a big learning curve. You know, the first, the first meet, I think I had the hundred back on the second day and then right into the 50 fly. And I just so wasn't mentally prepared for that whatsoever. Like, you know, college dual meets, they go on for like two and a half hours, typically, I think. Um, and I, I mean, I would swim like three times, but you're not suited. So keeping the suit on for two hours, you know, kind of tires you out a little bit here. And then just the, the mental drain of, I am competing against some of the world's best swimmers and it's much, I mean, it's just so much different than college. Um, yeah. And then the skins and in the first match, I remember I, number one, I was under the assumption that it was on three minutes rest not three minute interval. So I looked up at the, at the big scoreboard uh, that's above us. And I saw that it was like already down to two minutes, 10 seconds. I was like, uh, no, they made a mistake, but, uh, but yeah, that I mean, that was a huge curveball. I remember for the second round, like I got my hands up on the, um, you know, starting block or whatever. And I was like still breathing heavily. And I was like, I've never been in this situation before. Like, this is just something that was totally new to me. So, and I, I talked to all, uh, some of our coaching staff, you know, there's just a lot of stuff that you've never done before in your life that you'd like, it's going to come with kind of time. And yeah, I mean, it's been a lot of fun though. <laughs> and so like, you know, um, is it, does it require a lot more, you know, kind of care and attention outside of the races to be able to kind of, you know, perform at the level you want to every single time. Cause I think from a fan's perspective, you know, just watching it on TV, you kind of assume, you know, it's like watching any sport. You just, you see the athletes and you're like, Oh, they're going to do really well because they have before. And they, that's like, that's just what they do. But I, I think most people don't realize it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of work to put in and, uh, and time outside the pool maybe to, to make those things happen. Oh yeah. I mean, our, we have one coach who is back in, in the team area in the warm up, warm down pool. He's always telling people like, all right, this is what, this is the event that's going off. Like you got, we're supposed to be in the ready room 10 minutes before. So he's trying to help everyone out. And then we got the massage therapist trying to help everyone out. And then you got everyone trying to get together for the relays and everyone it's, it's just kind of a hectic mess, but it's like, I mean, I don't think we'd have it any other way. You know, it's, it's just so much, fun with all the moving parts and trying to get everyone to go together, but then also trying to stay relaxed. And um, yeah, I mean, especially with Caleb in the ready room, I, I was under the assumption that he would always be, you know, like super serious, super, you know, dead set, but he's at like a super goofy guy and he's, you know, just chatting with me in the, in the ready room. And that's, you know, something that was, it helped me relax a lot. Mm. Um, Has, you know, what has it been like to be, you know, you have Justin Rest there, who's obviously an NC State teammate, but then, you know, a lot of new, 
uh, national teamers that maybe you you haven't met before or haven't been on a team before? What has it been like just, yeah, like you said, to be on one of the better teams to be on the Cali Condors? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was a little intimidating at first because I've never been on a national team. I've, you know, never really been up with the, the super high level um, professionals. But I mean, one of the first days that I got or the first day we got here, I remember Kelsey Dahlia came up to me and was like, you know, said that she, you know, it was good to see, good to meet me and everything. And then she was like, well, yeah, I was really excited when we heard that you got, when that we, we got you and you were on the team, you know, that was really cool. And that was something that was kind of like, you know, was pretty cool to have Kelsey, you know, an Olympian come up to me and, and tell me that. So everyone's been super nice. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, it's been, it's, like I said, it's been really cool. Yeah. And uh, again, just kind of going through these past few weeks, um, mentally, how do you feel? What have you made? What adjustments do you feel like you've made from match to match? Um, you know, kind of tell, tell me some specifics of what you gain from each match. Um, I mean, one of the biggest things that I've learned is to, and we talked about it in one of our team meetings is to just kind of, if you have a bad swim, forget about it. These meets go by so quickly where your next swim could be a, a really good one. So just trying to reset in between each race. Um, and I mean, even with the, with these two days off in between these two matches, like you got to reset quick mentally and physically. So yeah, just trying to, mentally and physically reset is something that's tough, but you know, I think we're all learning how to adapt to do it pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, your first week or two in the bubble, did you kind of, um, establish a routine just for yourself personally, not necessarily maybe training wise, but you know, things you're doing outside of the pool in your hotel room. I know you, you can't have a ton of social interaction. Um, but you know, what are you doing to kind of keep yourself busy when you're not focusing on racing? Um, I'm still in school. So I'm like, I still got to do some schoolwork here and there. Um, so that's been kind of keeping me a little bit busy. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's been, you know, trying to, if we don't have a morning practice or if, you know, the schedule changes day, day by day. So, it's kind of hard to get into like a dead set schedule. So, you know, I try to get up and do something every day, you know, like we, I mean, we obviously have full time every day, but you know, sometimes if I want to just walk around the Island and, you know, talk to my girlfriend on the phone, I'll do that. And that'll be, you know, kind of a leg recovery day or something, but yeah, just trying to feel as normal as I can being stuck in a hotel room. <laughs> for sure uh and and so then uh training wise you know obviously it's a little different because you're you know i just find it so fascinating because uh, uh everyone there is racing at such a high level but you're racing so much right like especially coming from the u.s we're used to like well you train really hard and then you taper for one meet and you know maybe maybe two but they're like six weeks apart uh so what, what is that bit, what has that learning curve been like for you and how, how has your training, um, kind of mirrored that schedule? Yeah. Uh, it's been pretty tough. Um, Braden has been really good about getting us workouts and getting us workouts at a, like a pretty early, especially considering he has people <laughs> on like four or five different teams. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Plus the college team, but yeah, he's been, he's been really, really good about getting us the workouts. Um, and he's been good about communicating with us via text and our, the coaching staff here. Um, so yeah, it's really just about like, you know, I, it, 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 that part is similar to NCAA training where it's like, I know I put in the work and I trust Braden. I, I trust the coaches. So it's just kind of time to throw down when it, when it's time to throw down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's take it back a little bit. I talked to you at like the very, very beginning of quarantine. Um, I haven't chatted with you since though. What, what did your last six months end up looking like in terms of, you know, uh, just where were you training? What kind of stuff were you doing? So yeah, last time we talked, I was still up in York, I think. And then I went back down to North Carolina, um, was able to train in Braden's garage me and Chris Reed were just kind of making up workouts as we went dryland stuff. And then we were able to get a little bit of pool time in a local pool, uh, RSA's pool. And then we were kind of pool hopping here and there, just trying to get in where we could, you know, some days we had to get up like four to five time slot, which was no. Yeah. I think it was four to five. I can't remember. It was super early. Some days we had to, we only had like noon. So yeah, it was, it was pretty tough. Um, but we, luckily we were able to get some pool time. Um, we, we've been lifting in our, one of our strength coaches garages. He's been awesome about letting us, uh, use that. Um, so yeah, it was kind of, it wasn't normal, but it was pretty close to normal. And then I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, pretty much what I was doing, just training and, and swimming, lifting. That was about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with, with, uh, with your, with your collegiate season, or sorry, with your collegiate career over now, does that affect how you're looking at things training from a training perspective? Does that affect the kind of work you're doing at a certain point in the season? were you intentionally preparing for this ISL season in a certain way? Yeah. Um, it, my training is thankfully so much different than NCAA training. I mean, uh, for, for me, you know, everything was about swimming fast 11 times over three and a half days and which is really tough. <laughs> um, and of course, one of those events being the 200 backstroke and, yeah. So this summer I was able to focus a lot more on, you know, long, a little bit of long course training. We didn't have access to a long course pool, but Braden's pretty good about um, getting creative. So yeah, it was a lot more power stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, thankfully Braden is super understanding that like the ISL is, you know, a pretty big, you know, that's how I'm going to make enough money to live off of pretty much. So he was, um, you know, he's not one of those coaches who was like, oh, we're only going to focus on trials. I don't want you to swim fast there. I don't even want you to go. He was gung ho all for it. Um, so yeah, Justin and I, and the other Wolfpack elite swimmers, we're all, you know, I think we're going to hit our fastest at semifinals and finals. That's always been the plan. You know, we're fully, fully tapering and everything. And yeah, so the training has been much different and I'm, much happier about it. (laughs) 
that seems like a good thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, since, since now being a pro, I guess for, for six, seven months, not even, or not really considering ISL, do you think that's changed just how you look at swimming at all? Um, definitely, especially coming from a team where the, the team and culture is such a huge part of how we swim fast at NC state. Um, no, it was totally different. You know, I haven't seen some of the guys on the team since March. Um, you know, I haven't been able to train with them at all. Uh, so it, it is a little bit different training for just myself rather than, you know, the block S or the, the, you know, diamond on my, on my chest or whatever. It's, it's a little bit different, but bottom line is, you know, I'll always be a swimmer for NC state. I'll always represent them in everything that I do. So I want them, I want to make them proud. So it's always just a little bit in the back of my mind. Coming into college or I guess coming out of high school, rather, were you a swimmer like that? Did you have, did you come from somewhere that had a pretty heavy team culture or were you someone who was more accustomed to kind of swimming for yourself? Um, so my last two years were at North Baltimore and my junior year of high school, we had a really, really good training group there. Um, I think we, we won the junior, we won junior nationals in the eight free relay. So that was probably my high school highlight. (laughs) Um, so that was really cool. (laughs) That was really cool. Um, so I definitely kind of, and we were all like, we had so much fun training together. So I definitely wanted to go somewhere that had a, a similar brotherhood and, you know, team culture that we had at North Baltimore. Mm-hmm. That, that makes a lot of sense. And <clears throat> certainly seems like you have benefited from that. Uh, so you, you mentioned, you know, your moment with Kelsey, you mentioned your moment with Caleb have, I, I'm, you know, just curious, have, have you been starstruck or has there been a moment uh, in this bubble so far from, from a swimmer, from another team where you're kind of just like, well, that's, that's this person. <laughs> um, definitely. I mean, it's probably happened more times than I would like to admit. Um, <laughs> most recent one that comes to mind is after the medley relay this past meet, I like looked over and I was like, Oh, just, you know, Adam Petey in the lane next to me and Duncan Scott, you know, just going to give him fist bumps. Cause I just swam next to him. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. I mean, you, you want to think that like, you know, I'm at their level, but still, you know, it, it, it's my first time. So I'm kind of like, I got to calm myself down and remember that I am competing directly against them. (laughs) It's It seems like a weird phenomena of, of like, these are my idols, but now I'm trying to beat them. Uh, (laughs) but they're still cool, (laughs) but they're on the other team. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I think, I think you're living every, every young swimmer's dream right now, uh, which is, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, we're, I think we're definitely in a lucky place that uh, that we have something like this right now, especially in, in this COVID-ridden year. Yeah, the no kidding. Um, so so you've swam, you know, you kind of branched out a little bit. You've swam backstroke, you swam butterfly. I, I don't know if you swam other things, but how, how have, what have you thought of just kind of getting to dip your toes in the waters. I talked to Jaunty a while ago and, you know, he seemed pretty open and pretty fluid about 
having people swim multiple events or trying new things to see kind of what fits and what doesn't. Yeah. I mean, one thing that I've learned, you mentioned uh, the tweets earlier is short course meters is totally different than long course meters and short course yards. It is, you know, huge learning curve with that. Um, pretty tough to, to kind of, especially with the 50 fly, like I was for some reason pretty much focused on backstroke the first few weeks we were here and didn't get my butterfly stroke count at all. So the first time swimming butterfly was that 50 fly. So that was, uh, definitely a big mistake on my part, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, just interesting to try to learn a whole nother pool essentially. (laughs) Well, is it just the stroke count? I mean, I know, I'm guessing it's probably the energy expenditure as well. Cause I know in that tweet, you know, one of, one of your things was you can't swim the hundred back short course meters. Like you do short course yards. Cause you'll die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's one more cycle than yards, but it builds up. I mean, <laughs> I didn't think that it would as much as it does. I mean, yeah, short course yards, I'm taking six, seven strokes a lap and here I'm taking eight, nine, 10 and a hundred backstrokes. So, you know, trying to, and short course yards, I'm so driven on my kick count and stroke count where I have to totally reteach myself. So, you know, it's a, yeah, just totally different. <laughs> in in that same conversation with John T, he said the first week, I think it was on the B medley relay, you swam backstroke and then Justin rest swam butterfly. And afterwards he was like, yeah, I talked to them and they're like, no, this should be the opposite. <laughs> Can you tell me about that conversation or the realization for, for coach John T? Yeah. I mean, he's been pretty open about, you know, he <laughs> takes some, um, you know, criticism, not criticism, constructive criticism pretty well. So yeah, I mean, everyone wants what's best for, for the condors, for the team. So, you know, if, if we think that, you know, someone might do better in a, in another event, he's been pretty open about it and, yeah, Justin and I were just kind of like, you know, I was kind of the butterflyer sometimes, you know, when I needed to be, Justin was the backstroker when he needed to be. So, you know, why not just try it out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Has, has there been any, um, any surprises or anyone lobbying for, for an event or a stroke that, uh, may come as a surprise? I mean, we've, we've obviously seen Caleb in breaststroke skins twice now. And, uh, you know, he's, I think he's proven himself pretty well in that one. Uh, but yeah, has there, has there been any other surprises for you that you're like, Oh, they swim that and they're pretty good at it. I think the biggest surprise for the entire team is Eddie Wong. That kid <laughs> is a beast, man. He can swim anything 200 fly, hundred fly, hundred free, 400 free. I mean, he, I mean, yeah, I don't think any of us, I, I mean, I definitely was blown away by how fast that, that kid is. What have you, have you seen him train yet? I mean, does, is he just, is he just flying when you guys practice? Uh, he's, he can train. He, uh, he's in a different group than, than mm-hmm. the group I train with, but he, from what I've heard, he's, uh, giving Caleb a run for his money sometimes. <laughs> And he's like 17, right? Mm-hmm. 
it's crazy. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Again, one 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 of many great things about ISLs, you know, you see these these new stars, uh, Eddie Wong of, of Cali Condors being one of them. It's just a it's just a rising <laughs> talent. That's it's awesome. Have has there been anything in practice that you've done or that you've seen someone else do so far that that has stood out to you? Uh, I mean. It's honestly kind of seeing how everyone train has kind of just stood out to me. Like yeah. I was telling Justin, like I knew that we we're, you know, NC state is a pretty low volume, high intensity training group, but seeing how some of the other groups train, like I didn't realize how low we were. <laughs> I mean, watching the Florida guys and the Georgia, Georgia people. And uh, you know, I got Tate and Townley from Texas Hearing some of their war stories are who makes me glad I went to NC state even more. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen most of those programs and I, I don't know, like, especially the work, you know, that underwater work group that I've seen, you, you know, I've filmed via of oh, yeah. NC state before. I mean, that's like, it doesn't matter how far you're or not far you're going. Like that's, you know, that's tough, but it's, I mean, it seems like you're, you know, obviously I think, I think the sprint group, I think with Bobby and uh, I'm assuming with Todd as well, you know, it was, it was, it was on the low side for sure, but it seems like you guys did a fair amount of yard, you know, you're kind of in that middle, but you're right. You know, that Georgia and Texas and from what I've heard of Florida, they, they just crank. They grind. They grind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, that is wild. But it's, again, another great thing about ISL, you, you get to come together with those athletes and kind of see all the walks of life, even, even if you're from the same country. It's, it's pretty different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been awesome to see, for sure. Uh, well, Coleman, any parting thoughts before we sign off? Um, not really. I don't have any words of wisdom. <laughs> uh, so last question, you know, just, you said, yeah, f- you know, as full of a taper as you can get heading into semis and finals. Um, wh- what are you thinking? Where's your headspace at um, heading into this last match and then on to semis and finals? Um, just trying to swim as fast as I can. Like I said, you know, short course meters is a whole new, whole new animal so i'm just trying to kind of take all of my times and how i swim with a grain of salt realizing that this is the first time i've swum it competitively so you know i'm you know expecting a lot out of myself obviously um but yeah just trying to keep keep everything with with you know reality a little bit you've been listening to the swim swim podcast Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim Podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.